In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to finish up our discussion about psychotropic medications, what they are, what, they're, what they treat, um, maybe if you should be on them or not, uh, of course, according to your doctor's recommendations, but we're going to talk about those um, and finish up the conversation about psychotropic medications. And as usual, stay tuned, giving away a free hypnosis guide along with some other cool things that you're going to want to know about. We will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's going on, my friends? It's David R. Wright here, the Motor City Hypnotist. We are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. I really do learn a lot from you, Dave. That's awesome, Matt. I'm really glad do. you learn. Yes. I'm glad you're learning. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm learnt. And Oh, good you. Glad you're learning. Uh, Matt's still enjoying his coffee from uh, that we had last episode. Yep, coffee nine- makes me a mite nervous when I drink it. Mm. 90, 90 degree day? Yeah, 90 degree day, Hot Matt's coffee. drinking coffee. <laughs> and not I, of the cold. I, I on the other hand, I, I have a dirty blonde uh, beer. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Want to make sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I had to clarify that. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. So, folks, thanks for checking in. That's Matt Fox. You just heard. Matt Fox with the coffee. That's me. And we are here in downtown Detroit at the Detroit Shipping Company, Podcast Detroit Studios. Yep. Uh, yeah, just uh, we're enjoying it down here. I, I really, um, for those of you who've been listening for a long time, um, you know, we were in Northville for a long time mm-hmm. when I started out the podcast, ended up down here in Detroit, took a little detour for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I really love down, being down here. It's yeah. just like, well, and maybe because it's summer. You got because it. Because people are out. People are hanging out. People mm-hmm. are having fun. I'll tell you, when I, I couldn't even park in the parking lot when I got here. I had to, I had to find a spot in the street. Well, there's four four or five restaurants yes. here. There's yep. a couple four or of five bars. restaurants. There's a coffee yep. bar. Yep. There's, coffee. There's, a, there's a t-shirt shop. Yep. There, there's just And there's artwork all around the walls. Yep. It's just a nice place to come and hang out with friends. Yep. And come and hang out. Enjoy the city. Yeah. Have some food. Have some drink. We're not three blocks. Have some cheers. We're not three blocks from Little Caesars Arena. Right. Yep. So. Exactly. Yep. So right, yeah, right in downtown. So yeah, good to be here. So let me tell you folks where you can find me. Website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Uh, keep an eye on the website. Uh, check back in in the next week or two because uh, we got some changes going in there. Um, I'm going to have a page there promoting my book. I'll get to that in a moment. And we're also going to have a page um, that you can sign up for hypnosis training, which I will get to in a moment as well. So uh, keep listening. So yeah, check out the website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. You can follow me and find me on social media, on Facebook and YouTube. They're both Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, Motor City Hypno. That's H-Y-P-N-O. I'm also on Snapchat, but I could not tell you what my Snapchat like ideas. Um, I really just snap with my son back and forth. That's the only person. It's the only time I ever use it. But uh, I do have a Snapchat though, so I'm, I'm with. I'm hip. I'm in with the crowd. 
you know, I'm going to try to guess what your I'm, Snapchat name is. I mean, I honestly, it's probably just my full name, uh, you know, without looking at it. But uh, Harry Dave one two three dot. Boy, you're welcome. That escalated quickly. Yeah. I mean, that really got out of hand. Fast. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm on all the kind of good social media stuff. Yeah. So look for me there. I tried Snapchat. Uh huh. I am too old to figure that crap out. Uh, I, I I get confused a little <laughs> bit too. So my son will just grab my phone and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "I do it. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> you know." I can't. You have a brain like a chicken. Yeah, I, I can't figure this out. Or fat thumbs. And I'll just tell him. I ain't listening to you no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, folks, check me out on social media. Um, as usual, every episode, uh, Free Hypnosis Guide is always available. It's a PDF, just with a breakdown, page and a half PDF, just breaking down hypnosis, what it is, how it works, uh, why it's good for you, why it's cool. Um, so if you want that, you can grab that at any point if you find that that link in the show notes. Uh, it'll, you'll just be able to click that, download it, and have it. For, have it. You know, Share it with your friends. I don't know. Make a paper airplane. Do something with it. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, so, um, let me move on to say that, um, wherever you're listening, the big thing, the important thing is wherever you're listening, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, subscribe, or if you're on iTunes, follow Mm -hmm. the podcast, because that helps me get more visibility. And I I really would appreciate that. Um, I'm glad if you're listening, just take that couple extra seconds to click and follow or subscribe. And if you feel so obliged, leave a review. That would also be very helpful. It just gets more people in, helps me to grow the channel, grow my podcast, and get more listeners. Game on. Which is kind of the goal. So now on to a couple of announcements, and I know I hit on it last podcast. Uh, My book is uh, 50% edited, (laughs) and uh, yeah, I get the, uh, my editor sent it back to me with the first seven chapters uh, edited, and um, it looked like somebody bled all over it. (laughs) There was so much red ink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was you. it was crazy. It's crazy, but uh, but that's that's the process. That's a process that has to go through. It just gets you know they just pare it down and we build it back up again, and you know uh, that's how it works. That's what they're there for. So again, hopefully, um, I, the reason I'm bringing that up is I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the uh, uh, excitement and, and interest out for the book, which hopefully will be will be published in July. That that's kind of my goal right now. Awesome, and I will update you guys if that changes. The other big announcement and the one that we've been following is that I'm going to have a live in-person hypnosis training if you've ever wanted to learn hypnosis. And here's the big thing. Here's the great thing. You don't have to have any prior experience. You don't have have to have any education. Well, when I say education, I mean advanced education. There you go. I mean, I, I, you probably need to have passed sixth grade to be, you know. <laughs> Do I have to, to have a GED? To get a, I mean, yeah. I mean, something. No. I mean, <laughs> don't shut me up. No, my meaning, my my. Um, mm. By saying that, I mean that you don't have to have a college education or any mental health education. Gotcha. You can get a certif- You can get a certification in hypnosis uh, without that. So if if you just want to know how to do hypnosis, if you want to start a career as a hypnotist and hypnotherapist, if I think about that. You can take a five-day course with me, get your certification, and you could have a side hustle. You could have a side job. You could, mm-hmm. In fact, you could, tra- you could change your career if you wanted to. Right. So keep that in mind because uh, if you want to be part of it, um, that is going to be happening later in the summer here, and it's going to be in person. Now, I, I hit on this last time. 
a lot of there are a lot of online courses out there that you can jump on YouTube or watch a couple videos and pay you know fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever. Uh, you're not going to learn that way. I mean, you might learn a couple things or you might learn what not to do. The big thing is, in, in order to really learn and and be as confident as you can be, that as soon as you leave, you're going to know you can do this and you're going to be successful at it. It's to do it in person. That's the only way to do it with live people, live volunteers in real situations. Right. That that's that's the best and only way to learn it. So I am I'm doing this training. You're going to be training with me. I'm going to teach you for five days how to do hypnosis from beginning all the way to the end. And I'll throw this bonus in here for you. We're also going to hit a little bit, and I know this might not be your total, your primary focus as far as learning hypnosis, but I'm also going to give a little little insight into, into the stage side of things, which could open up a whole other avenue of career for you if you wanted to do stage shows. So yeah, keep an eye out on the website for that because that information should be coming shortly. And just as a heads up, there are only 10 spaces available for this class. So if you're really interested in something you really want to do and, and, and take this class with me, reach out on social media to me. Mm-hmm. You can do it on my Facebook, uh, Motor City Hypnotist Facebook page. You can do it, go to my website and just hit contact me. I will get that email as well mm-hmm. because there are, are only 10 spots. And, uh, and I know we don't have a specific date as of yet, but if you're interested, you can kind of get your foot in the door first so that as soon as I have a date nailed down, you can lock it in. Awesome. And it doesn't matter if you're from Detroit or not. It's going to be in this area. Um, but even if you're from out of state, um, when I took my hypnosis training, I, um, I flew to, I, I've been to so many hypnosis conferences. I have to remember where it was. <laughs> I actually think I, I actually took mine in Iowa. That's where I took my hypnosis certification course. Hmm. So I, yeah, I flew from Michigan to Iowa to take it. Um, cause there was a, a, a well-known, um, actually a couple of well-known hypnotists in the field doing a certification program. Hmm. So yeah, if you're interested in that, get a hold of me and let me know. Take one of the 10 spots and I will kind of hold it for you. Cool. Cool. Thanks, folks. It is time ah, here we go. for... That's how winning is done. Our winner of the week. I don't know if you heard the story, Matt, because this was um, this was in Michigan. Really? Yeah. Um, I'll I'll just give you the punchline because I because I don't know how else to do it because this is really what happened. A pregnant mother is being hailed a hero after saving four kids from drowning. I don't when, know if you heard the story. I, when it was, was just this week. Twenty-seven-year-old Alyssa Dewitt decided to take her kids to First Street Beach Pier at Lake Michigan on Tuesday afternoon. Wow. I almost didn't. I sat in the van for about five minutes thinking the wind was really strong and I didn't really know if it was a good idea, said the stay-at-home mom from Manistee, Michigan. Hmm. On the beach, she noticed a group of girls, all under 15, going into the water and became concerned for their safety. So set that up. It's a windy day. The water's kind of rough. She takes her kids to the beach. She sees these teenagers going into the water. She's watching them because she feels like they're, you know, they're in danger. And she's expecting. And she's pregnant. Yes. That, that's, the other, that's the other part of the story. I happened to look up and saw one of the girls waving her arms towards me and immediately knew something was wrong, she said. I got up, pulled my kids out of the water, and ran onto the pier. Uh, she called 911, but she says, I didn't know if they could hear me, and I didn't have time to wait and find out. Because of the wind. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. No one else was on the beach. She was the only one. 
Alyssa laid on her stomach despite being five months pregnant and began trying to pull the girls over the rocky and slippery pier. Every time I'd get one of them halfway up, a big wave would come smashing into us and knock them back down and almost pull me in. Wow. My turning point was when one of the little girls looked at me and said, I'm going to die. That's the adrenaline kicking in right there. Yep, absolutely. That was it for me, she said. And I was like, I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to get you out of this water, I promise. She managed to pull all three girls out of the water and over the pier before the group set off back towards the shore to rescue a fourth girl who had managed to get closer to shore Hmm. but couldn't stand because her leg was injured. Wow. Um, She said, I honestly do not know how I did it. It was pure adrenaline. Matt, good call. Yeah. Alyssa said, right after I got everybody onto the beach, the ambulance and the police cars came flying into the parking lot. Uh, Alyssa sustained a swollen wrist, but but she and the baby were fine or were both fine when she went to the hospital to get checked out. Wow. She said another hero of the day is her six-year-old daughter who managed to keep her two-year-old brother safe during the ordeal. Right. Yep. Yeah, because her kids were there. Mm-hmm. During this whole thing, She's her kids are also Right. How, how many kids out. did she have personally? Uh, what did, did she say? say? Did she take her... Mother of... I was just curious. Because, yeah, the she six-year-old, did, the two-year-old... She didn't say, because she says she decided to take her kids to okay. First Street Beach. Is it probably just the two, the six-year-old and the two-year-old? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the only ones referenced. All right. Uh, Between me screaming into the phone that I needed help and me screaming to the kids that I needed them to get them out, I was also turning around and screaming to my son not to come because it wasn't safe. Right, right. He was very scared and repeatedly tried to run to me on the pier. Mm -hmm. My daughter would pick him up and take him back to the sand, and she was so calm, and and I'm extremely proud of her. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she, uh, five months pregnant with your own kids, and you rescue these these three uh, teenagers, three teenagers. Yeah, who, who yeah, who are definitely if they if she wasn't there, they they would not have survived. Correct, they would not. Wow. So to Alyssa Dewitt from uh, Manistee, Michigan. Manistee, Michigan. Yeah. Bam, you're our winner of the week. Yeah, you hear those stories about the adrenaline kicking in and moms picking up a mm-hmm. car because their child is trapped under a wheel, and you know you you hear those stories. Yeah, that's that's how time. that's that's what happened to David Banner. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just angry. <laughs> he just got pissed off. <laughs> oh, okay, for you people, I have no idea. One, I'm old, and two, I'm a geek. So that reference was for the Hulk TV show that ran in the 70s. It didn't go over my head. Yeah. Well, no, Matt knew exactly right away. Because <laughs> I remember that the, 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 first, the first episode of that series was him figuring out how the, where the superhuman strength came from. And the woman told the story, I was picking up the car yeah. off her kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So let's so speaking of the Hulk, let's talk about some medications, psychotropic medications. <laughs> wow, nice segue, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> oh, great Odin's Raven! Wow. So last episode, we got into psychotropic medications. We hit on uh, there are five groups. We hit on the antidepressants and we hit on the anti-anxiety medications. Okay. And I think we finished off on there talking about anti-anxiety medications being benzos, being addictive. Yes, yeah. and they're they're benzodiazepines, which mm-hmm. benzos for short, because uh, nobody likes to say benzodiazepine a hundred times. <laughs> right. You know. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. 
do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it. It live. will drive you to that. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> so, so it's benzos for short. Right. Um, so now we're going to move on. And, and one thing I just want to again emphasize with the benzos. Um, it's a controlled substance. It can be addictive. So just be very careful and mm-hmm. follow your doctor's recommendations for that. Speaking of scheduled controlled substances, mm-hmm. I just kind of threw this in here. So anti-anxiety drugs like Clonopin and Xanax are Schedule 4. Mm-hmm. Schedule 1, well, let me, tell you what, let me tell you what Schedule 5 is first. We'll, we'll go in reverse. Oh, okay. So anti-anxieties are four. There are five schedules. Schedule 5 would be over-the-counter cough medicine or cough medicine with codeine or okay. pseudonephrine or right. something you can buy at over-the-counter, right. OTC. It's like Schedule 5. Schedule four are Xanax, Ativan, Clonopin, Valium, those type of anti-anxieties. Okay. Schedule three are things like anabolic steroids or Vicodin. Mm. So, so you see how that's stepping up here. Yes. Schedule one, I'm going to skip schedule two because the reason I'm going to come back to that. Schedule, two, schedule one, heroin, <laughs> LSD, okay. PCP, crack cocaine. Right. They're, right. they're level one controlled substances. Right. I mean, again, not, not to be anywhere. But the level two, and, and you'll know some of these, uh, morphine, mm-hmm. Oxycontin, mm-hmm. Ritalin, Dexedrine, Adderall. Okay. So the reason I brought that up, and there, and there are more in these schedules. I'm just giving you the common ones that, that fall into those schedules. So there's a big issue right now with street drugs, especially with Adderall mm. and, and attention like that. Because Adderall is used for people with attention deficit disorders or, or attention span or being unable to focus. So this has become a really popular street drug because of that. And people are getting these and getting addicted that that's why they've they've in fact our psychiatrist at our office does not even prescribe this anymore he just backed because in the beginning of i don't know if it was last january or the or the, the january before this got moved into level two from three. Oh, yeah it just got pushed up there and so he doesn't prescribe it. He just doesn't want to deal with it because of the uh, the the just increase because of on the, the risk, just because the, the risk, risk of addiction and the the fact that it's being sold illegally and it's it's just um, it, it's a tough one. Now I I won't I will say that we 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 do still have a few clients that do take Adderall and maybe they've been taking it for a long time. So, yeah. but he will not see new clients uh, that that need Adderall or want Adderall. It's just uh, it's become that bad. Okay. So let's move on to. to Group three of our psychotropic medications, and that is, um, oh, let me find where I'm at here. You'll find it, I promise. Okay, this one are stimulants because I just I, I was my transition sucked because I was going to go right from Adderall into stimulants, oh, which is what Adderall is. So stimulants help manage unorganized or distracted behaviors like ADHD like attention deficit, like um, ability to focus or concentrate or, or um, uh, unable to have energy, okay? Mm. So they, they improve concentration and have a calming effect. Um, and again, the most often prescribed for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And there are things like Adderall, Ritalin, Focaline, Zenzity, Dexedrine. Mm-hmm. And again, these are now level two uh, scheduled drugs because they are so... Um, 
valuable on the street and so addicting. And you had mentioned that, you know, you need to um, take them on a regular basis for them to get into your bloodstream and such like that. Is that well, still this, in this Well, this, no. Oh, okay. Like you, you could take an Adderall and you'll have the, that. That's an immediate effect. Because okay. some are long acting, some yep. are, you know, Most short of the time, acting. antidepressants take a while to build up levels in your bloodstream. Anti-anxieties like Xanax, Clonopin, mm-hmm. Valium are immediately acting. When I say immediate, just like an aspirin would, would, okay. would have an effect. Okay. But these are stimulants, so they're going to happen Correct. immediately. These stimulants okay. are fast acting. You, you take one in the morning. Or, or whatever, whatever you take it, it's going to have an effect within an hour or so. Oh, wow. So the, the big thing with these is, yes, for a lot of people who do have ADHD or have attention issues, this can be an effective medication. It works by increasing dopamine and norepinephrine levels in the brain and in the central nervous system. Uh, so norepinephrine levels, without getting too technical, affects how the brain responds to events or how it pays attention and the speed at, at which it reacts to stimuli. Hmm. Dopamine is the body's feel-good chemical, and it cre- creates a rewarding effect. So, so the effect of these drugs, as you can see, if this, if this Adderall uh, increases the dopamine levels, it's just going to make you feel better. Hmm. And then if you're more focused, you can see how that could be addicting. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. So, so that that I would say, very, be very careful with that, um, especially with children. And I know Ritalin was huge with kids when that first came out uh, way back when. You said these were Schedule. These these are Schedule Two drugs. Schedule Two. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of the, the the risk for addiction and um, it's it's uh, honestly we've had calls into the office for, for clients, like client, like brand new clients. They'll call into the office and the first thing they'll say is, well, I need to see a psychiatrist. And I'm like, well, hmm. let's get some, in. I don't do it. I mean, I do answer the phone every once in a while, but, but my office staff will say, well, let's get some information yeah. because they want to get some background. Why are you coming in? What are you looking to do? Mm-hmm. And, and quite often, I'd say once every couple of weeks, somebody say, well, I need to see a, I, I need a, I need an Adderall prescription. I need to see a psychiatrist. Mm. That's, they're just, that's what they want. That's what their goal is. Wow. So, um, yeah, it, it's become an issue. Hmm. So let's move on to level f- the, or, or category four. All right. Now, this is getting into like some more heavy-duty drugs, antipsychotics. Now, these would be used to treat people with um, serious bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, any type of hallucinations or, or um, uh, any break in reality. Hmm. Antipsychotics are used. Now... You'll you'll recognize some of these. There and, and antipsychotics actually have they have a couple of iterations. There was a first generation that came around in the 1950s, and a couple of those were things like Haldol and Thorazine. Yeah, I've heard I mean, both heavy of those, yeah. duty drugs. In fact, when I when I got out of school, I worked in a in a group home, and then I also did some work, like I said, with community uh, uh, programs. So we often had to go to Northville Hospital mm. or. Um, uh, Clinton Valley Center, which was another psychiatric hospital, because we had to interview clients before they were discharged, before they came into the community program. Mm. And a lot of those clients were taking heavy-duty antipsychotics like Thorazine and Haldol. Wow. And it was like, it was like um, a lot of them, it, it really resembled, and I'm not going to make the comparison, this wasn't exactly the same, but, you know, like one floor of the cuckoo's nest, you know, some of them are just drugged. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just like... Out of their mind. They're just yeah. nothing. Wave your hand in front of their eyes. They were just drugged. Wow. Yeah. 
and which then, is unfortunate. And the antipsychotics, that leans more towards helping folks with uh, bipolar disorder or... Any kind of psychotic disorder, which you, you'd have a break in reality. Schizophrenia, uh, severe bipolar. Now, bipolar has, has varying levels. degrees yeah, and levels. Yeah. Uh, and anything that would that would cause your brain to have a break in reality, um, paranoid schizophrenia, um, um, you know, I just just anything where you lose touch with what is real and what is not. Hmm. That's what I voices, hallucinations, voices, hallucinations, delusions. Yep. Okay. So that first generation were pretty 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 harsh and pretty severe. Thorazine, Haldol, again, those were big ones. Actually, Thorazine was discontinued in 2005. It's not even, it doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, good. Yeah, they got rid of it. So now a second generation of antipsychotics came along probably starting in the early 1990s. And these are things like Abilify, mm -hmm. Denzapine, Risperdal, Zyprexa, and here's a big one that probably a lot of people have heard of is Seroquel. Mm-hmm. Seroquel is a big street drug. Is it really? Yes. Seroquel is, is often used uh, or often sought out on the street. And, and again, because people have this, and here's the thing, they bounce back and forth. Um, you know, they want, they, they, they want a high and they want something to bring them down. And when they're down, they want something to bring them high. And they go back and forth. But, but Seroquel is a big one that people seek out, you know, out on the street. And it's another big uh, street issue or uh, issue with street drugs. Huh. So antipsychotics, really, they help manage psychosis. It helps people think clearly. They're, they help them not hallucinate or not hear voices or, or not have that um, uh, delusional thinking. Hmm. And it helps them communicate better because they're when they feel calm. And the other thing it does has a calming effect because a lot of people, when, when they're undergoing a psychosis, they're, they're not, they can be violent. Mm -hmm. uh, again, this goes, tells you how old I am. When I started work in mental health right out of grad school, I worked in a couple of homes, like I said, but some of these homes had, had um, schizophrenics. Some of them had, but they could be violent. So mm -hmm. we had to actually take a full day course in what, what they called physical intervention. Hmm. Like if somebody attacks you, a client, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Without fighting back. W without hurting them. Yeah. And, and honestly, they, they taught how to like take somebody down, wrap them in a straight coat hold, huh. and pin their back down so that they couldn't move. My goodness. And they don't teach it anymore. Again, it shows you how things have moved on and changed over time. Do you have to be a black belt in something? You I'll know? tell you. Um, I forgot which arm it is. <laughs> I think it was this arm. Uh -huh. I, I, left a, arm? I had a human bite mark. On your left arm? Yep. I, I went to, somebody was going off throwing chairs. I mean, like, they, they get violent. You mm. could get hurt. Mm. So I went to, to, to wrap him up, and his mouth just latched onto my arm. Oh, and he just bit down. And, uh, yeah, Ow. um, and, and boy, <laughs> maybe I'll have story time one podcast and just tell you my experiences in, in yeah, the, the, I'm sure in the group uh, homes and the mental hospitals. Yeah. I'm sure that a few <laughs> folks would like to hear some of your stories. That, that, yes. that would be, that would be a, a, in a way fun, it's sad in a way, but it, but these things, they, you know, I know there are a lot of other people in, in, in my age range who worked in this field who have, mm -hmm. who have experienced things like that. So anyway, antipsychotics. Okay. The last group is what we call mood stabilizers. Now, these are things that 
simply help you manage a range of emotions. Now, these are used a lot with with um, with bipolar. That's not too severe. Let, let's say you know low to medium severity bipolar, mm, okay. um, or people who who just are are not they they're not in major depression. They just just they they just are not you know they're just having these mood swings. Um. And these are things, again, some of these you might know. Lithium is the big one. Mm-hmm. Valparate, Tegretol. Tegretol is a big one that I that I don't see around a lot anymore. And Lamictal is another mood stabilizer. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of times with a mood stabilizer, what could happen is they that sometimes, especially with a Lamictal, it can be used in conjunction with an antidepressant to kind of help help stabilize things is kind of an add-on. Now, again, I'm no MD. Don't take my recommendations. You need to check with your own doctor or your own psychiatrist. But there are a lot of medications out there for, and they're all different for different areas. I mean, if you're depressed, it probably doesn't make sense to be taking, um, well, I mean, you could be taking it, but, but you want to make sure you get the right medication for your condition. So if, if any of you are out there and you have, if you, you feel like you need medication, definitely make an appointment with your doctor, with a psychiatrist, and see what their recommendations are. Um, I, I have a lot of clients who have dealt with uh, depression, bipolar, anxiety, and who've taken medication consistently for years, and they do well. Hmm. Once they're on it and once they're stable, they do well with it. Some people have even gotten to the point where they've they've taken it for a while, they've stabilized, they stop taking it, and they still do great. Hmm. So it all depends on the person, your own physiology, your own situation, your the own your own symptoms. Uh, but definitely something you want to speak to your doctor about. And and like I said, I, I wouldn't jump to medication right off the bat. The reason I wanted to, to address these is they all have a place. Um, it, it's never an answer. It's always a tool and you still want to be doing therapy or other things to help yourself if you're having any of these issues. Um, and medication can be one of those tools that you can use. Um, so yeah, definitely if it's something that you think could benefit you and you, you, you're working towards making yourself better, check with your doctor, make an appointment with a psychiatrist and, uh, yeah, get that looked at. Mm. So hopefully that's just a, some, and and I know we just barely scratched the surface on these, but I wanted to break down the categories, tell you kind of which, what, what things go with what, because I know there's some misunderstanding out there with, with medications and exactly what they do. So yeah. So check that out, folks. Be safe. Again, uh, check with your doctor, get help if you need it, call someone if you need it and be safe. So I will see you next episode. Um, we're going to figure something out. I, you know, 100 is coming up. Yes, it is. I'm a 94 today, I believe. Uh, so we're, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to plan something special for 100. All right. So yeah, everybody, keep an eye out for that. I don't know. Maybe we'll do some. I don't know. I'll have to think about we'll it. We'll figure I don't it guess, out. Because if yeah. I commit now online, yeah. then uh, people will be like, uh, <laughs> you know what? What uh, you know? I don't know what we're yelling about. So anyway, folks, stay safe. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 